Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Mavericks. Your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. All right, it's Locked On Mavericks, the Locked On Mavericks podcast for Wednesday, January 18th. I'm Mike, he's Jake, I'm at Machine Sports, he's at Not Jack Kemp, and that would be on the free, totally free website, Twitter. Uh, the show is at Locked On Mavs, if you want to follow there and figure out what times we post the episodes every single day, because sometimes they vary. Um, episode number 71, uh, if you would like to uh, hear your business basically pubbed right right about now in the show on a daily basis. We can do that for you, whether you're local or national. I assume you'd like a more local audience, but hey, who knows? Uh, we'd love to do that for you. We can get your name out there in front of uh, roughly a 1,000 people every single morning. Um, pretty loyal fan base, quite honestly, that we're pretty proud of. And uh, maybe they need uh, a part of what you're trying to sell or what you're trying to make or what you're trying to help them with. So, yeah, you can contact me at LockedOnMavs at Gmail or through uh, through Twitter, and we'll figure that out. There is the Formatics. Jacob, how you doing, pal? Doing well. Doing well, just trying to figure out how to feel after every <laughs> like late game Mavericks bit of heroics. Just basking in the glow of win number 14 with a uh, hard-fought victory in Chicago, I bet. Dude, they're three back in the loss column. Don't. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. Don't look up in those standings. I only, only, I only look at the teams below. <laughs> Three and a half. God, of course, this, of course the West can't just be the West in the I one mean, year that the Mavericks are so stinking bad. Right now, they would be only a half game out of last in the East. Mm. Mm. Good By God the way, the 76ers way. have won five out of six. Here they come. Look out. And the Lakers uh, have lost five straight. So they're realizing um, their pick is about to fly away if they don't re- get real serious about this whole deal. That is a weird situation. I was talking to our buddy Eddie, who's a longtime Laker fan, about this last night. And TC mm-hmm. was like, they have their team. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really make sense. At the end. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about the Timberwolves, but... I don't know. I think it's probably just that they're super young, but they should be better than they are. And I don't understand how you can play the guys that you're going to play and have them lose. Yeah. Like, it's not like Philadelphia where they were like, hey, we're going to draft a guy who sits out an entire year. Or how about two of them? Or mm-hmm. how about three of them? <laughs> or, you know, even in the Mavericks case, like where they'll put a minute limit on Dirk or they'll, you know, Bo gets hurt, like, it doesn't really – the Lakers don't make any sense to me. And I still feel like eventually they're going to charge. 
even even at the expense of their pick. Maybe I mean I don't I mean what like what are they doing to keep that pick poor? Yeah, I don't know. Just playing bad. I don't know. I haven't looked at it. They're trying. I think there's rumors about getting Lou Williams out of there. Um, He's probably their best player right now. Yeah, he is. There's no doubt he is. Um, That would probably work, but it would also free up time for you know other young players. But I don't know. I just I look at them and think they should be better. So do I. But and I understand Eddie's point of like, okay, add another pick. What does that do? Um, But if it's a top three pick. Um, I think he's thinking in terms of like, you know, a bottom six pick, like, okay, the sixth best player, how's he going to get minutes in front of these guys that were like the second best player in the last three drafts. And honestly, there's this collection of teams that have this problem now. I mean, Minnesota is an example. Um, like Milwaukee might get it. Well, Milwaukee's too good this year, but you have like first round picks that are really heavy, heady assets and, you picked them so high that you want to dedicate minutes to them, but you've been so bad that there's guys that are further along in their career that are honestly better at this moment. And we're also first round picks <laughs> that were really high. So that's, I don't think you, pl- you, you never plan on being like that bad for like four years straight. <laughs> I yeah. guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Hey, and can then- I direct your attention to a website that I, I actually hate the word tank. I think it's just it, the connotations that have come with it. Uh, right. Much much like with Obamacare, you let yeah. the wrong people name it, <laughs> <laughs> no uh, doubt, and it, it screwed things up from there. Right. That being said, the website Tankathon.com is very handy. <laughs> Tankathon, as it That's updates awesome. every day. Right now, the Mavericks would obviously have the seventh overall pick after mm-hmm. winning three in a row. Yeah, which you can sim the lottery. Oh, that's uh, awesome! Be- because right now, the Mavericks have a fifteen percent chance at a top three pick. And a 4.3% chance at the number one overall pick. Okay. I'm going to need those percentages a little bit higher before I invest in your company. Um, um, yeah. Well, I mean, three in a row will do that for you. Yeah, three in a row. And then you get to uh, play Miami on Thursday night. And, I mean, nothing's uh, nothing's etched in stone with this team or basically any team because the Miami Heat beat the Rockets last night. Um with Harden scoring 40 points, 12 rebounds, and 10 assists. Somehow the Heat beat the Rockets last night, so I don't know what the hell is going on. But uh, last well, I mean, night was – go ahead, sorry. It was, it was – I mean, the reality is, is it's a fun game. <laughs> yeah. Like, last night was a fun game to watch the end of, so it – was, It was really great. Like, they got up to, by 13, and I'm like, as I see the Bulls, like, start reeling them in. Um, you know, yanking the cast up and then reeling down <laughs> like there's a like there's a giant Dorado on the end of the stick. And uh, <laughs> I know um, that one's been in my pocket for a while. Um, and as they start reeling them in, I'm, I'm like, OK, if they just uh, lap them and then just Jimmy Butler goes, you know, blue steel and passes them and it's a 10 point loss. That's fine. Whatever. But then both teams started playing like super stinking hard and the Bulls got into a. I can make really tough shots uh, consistently type of uh, contest with the Mavs. And I thought, like, after Jimmy Butler hit that really tough spot up uh, or that fadeaway, I was like, okay, that's fine. We played really well. And then, you know, they don't call a timeout on the way down. Darren just dribbles into the lane, and Wes makes that back uh, fake back door cut. And Wade just falls off of him, and he's a wide-open three, and splash. Did you enjoy and, Rick's comment? Uh, which one? 
why he didn't call a timeout. He's like, well, because Rondo knows all the plays. Oh, wow. I didn't see that. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Wes went, uh, went like full Wolverine on the final possession. Yeah. He just did, didn't let Jimmy Butler, like, dribble the ball forward. Um, that's a pretty cool little trick that I wish we had more opportunities to come in handy. Yeah, um, I mean, it's happened. I remember right whenever he got here, there was a game against the, uh, I think it was against OKC, where he mm-hmm. pulled something like that on Russ. Mm-hmm. I just remember thinking, man, this is a different deal. Like, Marion was great, but it was just different. Like, yeah. Marion was more of a, you know, a physical, short, like in the intermediate areas. But Wes was like, his ability to pick dudes up at 30 feet and just hound them. It's just, right. what do you think of the starting lineup? Uh, with Dirk and Seth in there? Um, yeah. It's weird. And I think if Taj Gibson, Gibson would have played last night, I think they would have beat the hell out of the Mavs. Yeah. Because he would have caused or all kinds of... Or they would have gone to a different lineup. Yeah. I mean, Taj Gibson would have caused all kinds of rebounding problems, quite honestly. Um, and they probably would have gotten north of uh, – what was the rebound discrepancy? Let me look real quick. 43-36. Okay, well, that's not as bad as it might have been. I know the Bulls in their last game, uh, when they played the Pelicans Saturday night, um, they went plus 21 <laughs> on the boards against the Pelicans and just bludgeoned them. Um, but, I mean, I guess I'm fine with it. I don't have any re- – I don't want to see Bogan on the court <laughs> basically at all. And Seth has been playing pretty damn well. Um, and obviously the three game win streak, uh, some kind of reassurance that you're doing something right. And I was trying to figure out why they've, you know, why they're playing better, why they're actually winning basketball games, why they're making me spaz out and want this pick traded. Um, and the closest thing I found, um, they're making more threes, obviously their three point percentage is above, uh, let's see where it is. I believe it's above 41.8, um, over the last three games. So making more threes, but what, what does that actually mean? Well, that means creating more wide-open shots. They're creating uh, three more um, open to wide-open shots over the shots last... overall or just threes? Uh, overall. Okay. Overall. Four to six feet to... Uh, and then six-plus feet. Four three, to six feet from the defender. Yep, from the defender. And then six-plus feet, which is considered wide-open. Three more shots overall. So their offense is just running better. Um, and I, that's kind of counterintuitive to me with Bogut on the sideline because I usually think of him setting really good screens, but mm, sc- screw it, me. <laughs> it depends. I mean, I definitely think that despite some of the disappointments I have with Bogut, uh, that's a skill that I definitely think he still has, but if you're playing Dirk at the five, you're going to have more open shots. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not necessarily like – and with Bogut, I feel like you're, you're, like, hammering the nail to, like, get open. With Dirk, it's like you're just simply constantly on a, uh, on a scramble trying to, trying to chase people out to the three-point line. And how many um, games over that did you say, those three? The last three wins, yeah. All right, well, you're talking 28 minutes a night from Seth Curry. Mm-hmm. Which I yep. guess is really not that far below his season average, but he's got uh, in that stretch uh, 25 shots. Mm-hmm. He's got to, let's see. So, I, got per, I got per game, so eight per game, yeah. So, I mean, that's – for all his deficiencies, if you're going to play him mm-hmm. – and during that stretch, he's shooting dumb from three. Well, there's four guys that are shooting above 50% from three <laughs> yeah, over, I mean, the, over the last three. 
and Darren, uh, Dirk, Seth, and uh, and Wes, all shooting north of 50% over the last three games. So if if you're not interested in a slightly used, slightly worn Darren Williams at this point in the season as a uh, as an outside team, uh, if he doesn't have any trade value right now, then Darren Williams will never have any trade value because he's been playing ridiculous basketball. Yeah, I mean, I since he's basically been back, he's been – um, I don't know that I would say it's the best he's been. You know what I will say? For this long of a stretch, I don't know that he has a 25-game stretch with the Mavericks where he's played this well. I don't. He hasn't. He hasn't. I mean, Since coming we, back, he's at 27 games, just over 30 minutes a night at 14, a little over 14 and 8. That's awesome. <laughs> shooting 36 or 35% from three. I mean, that's that's not like, you know, peak Darren Williams of his prime but his PER for the year this year is higher than it was last year so he's already if you want to look at those stats having a better uh year than he had overall last year I mean he's playing like a starting point guard again at least you know he's playing like a a a slightly above average starting point guard he's starting like he's playing like a dude that doesn't get want to get washed out of the league either yeah um knowing that his contract's up and the assists are pretty awesome. Like, I thought he was kind of done with that, <laughs> like sharing the ball in a smart kind of way. Um, but over the last three, so he's got 15.7 points, 54.3 from the field, 53.3 from three, and then 10.3 assists in their little winning streak. Um, he's he's going to post – he's going to end up on this season posting the highest assist total he's had since Utah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And, I, and on a team that doesn't exactly light it up offensively. Yep, exactly. And, I mean, I don't know what to do with him. I guess just let him go out there and do his thing. Because uh, if the team's going to come calling, um, you're going to want him to keep doing exactly what he's doing. But I don't know. I just I thought he's been playing nuts, and we should give him a couple minutes. And um, updating the 538 projections, they have the Mavs projected at 31 wins, 51 losses at this moment, bumping them up to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6th worst record in the NBA. Right on the heels of the Pelicans and the Timberwolves and the Magic. So um, we're getting into that scary territory where I need to throw the shoot out the uh, the top of the backpack. I wonder where – let's look at where they rank as far as their schedule now. I don't think our friends at Basketball Reference have a way to look at your remaining schedule. Right. But they still have their league ranks strength of schedule at number one hardest. Wow. Um. And let's see, yeah, Miami, Utah, L.A., and the Knicks. So, I mean, if they play like they have in this three-game winning streak, they're going to beat Miami, they're probably going to beat the Lakers, and they're probably going to beat the Knicks. So, get really scared. Get, let's, we can, we can uh, brush up that uh, trade this damn pick conversation whenever. <laughs> well, but, I uh, mean, the reality is after the conversation we had yesterday, I kind of realized that if they're not going to draft a point guard, I'm less, I'm more ambivalent about – you know what? F it. Right. <laughs> if they finish eighth overall, you know the thing about it that's going to suck, though, is well, – let me try to work this out in my mind. I know that like a few years ago, it bothered me because the teams that would finish like eighth in the West would end up not like you're out of the lottery. Mm-hmm. Because, but you had a pretty good record. So you would end up teams that finished – Higher than you in the East would pick could pick lower than you. That won't yeah. happen at Dallas this year, right? 
So I guess yeah. actually this is the reverse of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, the gap between our that, the seventh overall and the eighth uh, seeds. Right, right. Um, all right, let's uh, follow, <coughs> follow up on kind of what we teased yesterday, which was um, we took a look at – um, I mean, we've basically been doing like a mid-season report the entire year, so you probably don't need one of those. You know exactly what the storylines are between Harrison Barnes and uh, the injuries and trying to trade guys and picks and blah, blah, blah. So what we wanted to do is like, I guess, just check out the markets that are building around the two key positions in which we um, fancy this off season. And we did point guards yesterday, and today it seemed like a good idea to do center because those are the two things. If the Mavericks are going to use their um, possible $37 million in maximum cap space, those are the two positions. Um, and we, I think point guard is probably, I don't know. I There's not that one guy that I think you can go after and overpay to steal away from a team in the point guard market. So it gets really muddy and you got to like, that's that's going to be on them to decide which one of these dudes fits best here, or if they go the draft the point guard route. I mean, they could do both, honestly. But and I think center, you need to figure in fifteen for Dirk, by the way. Okay, right around fifteen. Interesting. Dirk ain't leaving, man. No, he's not leaving. I just don't know if he'd go all the way up to fifteen, or if he'd probably Shit. make whatever work. After getting twenty five this year, yeah, he might. Yeah, he might just say, you know, hey, as long as it's above like. 10 like we're fine just make it work um but we've talked about it plenty of times that i think that a long-term big money contract to scare away the 76ers from nerland's noel would make way too much stinking sense so if you want to throw four for 80 at that dude to make the 76ers scram i'm totally on board with that they would be so dumb to let him just walk in free agency. Yeah, they would. They and really would. They'd also be dumb to pay him. Yeah, they they can't win in this situation, which I because, find fascinating. Uh, don't look now, but Embiid is is free after next year, and I wow. they will they will do anything that it takes to keep him. No doubt. So if they're gonna pay him, and I can tell you something else, dude, they're gonna start. I don't know that it's gonna like hit but they're going to start throwing money around this offseason oh of course and that is and you don't want to do it on a guy who can't be on the floor with your best player right um they're they're honestly gonna have better options to go after i mean he's free he's he's after next year he's restricted so mm -hmm. uh i it would make no sense if they just let an asset like noel walk for nothing they've got to trade him but if they don't (laughs) Yeah, here's my money. Now, yeah. if you make that offer, you really are going to have to get by on Seth Curry or Berea at the point, or a combination of the both. Yeah, because, I mean, you got you got like 17 left is what it would be. Yeah, and then um, I guess that's where the Dirk thing comes in. Yeah, and I mean, you can go over to re-sign Dirk, obviously, um, go into the tax. So that doesn't scare me that much. But I mean, if you go okay, here's here's what I here's what fell into place when I started looking at this. If you go, um, so four for eighty, you throw that offer at Nerlens, they shy away, um, and then you have that seventeen million left. You go, you throw ten for I don't know, ten at two years at twenty million total at Patty Mills or someone of that ilk, uh, 
and then you go over a little bit to to bring Dirk back into the fold. And of course, you have the rookie contract as well, which is, I think is like in between two and three million in starting salary. Like, I think that's a pretty nice way to cheat um, the amount of mess that you've made. <laughs> hey, dude, that's to me. I'm I'm all about that team because yeah. I think the I I think the idea of Noel and Barnes playing next to one another is is quite appealing to me. Yeah. But that is about the only thing on this list that interests me at all. Yeah, I mean, I throw – I kind of cheated and threw Serge Ibaka over on the center's list, and I'd be interested, but I'm not paying Serge Ibaka what Serge Ibaka thinks he's <coughs> worth. I'm not sure. I, I might. <clears throat> I mean – I mean, would you give him the same deal that we just threw forward for Noel? Four for 80? Mm. Yeah, I don't think I'm doing that. <laughs> Like, sorry, pal. He's 27, 28. Yeah. A lot of injuries. Yep. He's, yeah, he's but 27. But Noel has injuries concerns as well. Of course. Uh, I wouldn't go that high, but I'd give him, I'd pay, you know, 15. Mm-hmm. I mean, and honestly, there's there's guys of that nature. Um, Abaka, Gallinari. Um, I think I saw another small forward. Let me click over real quick. That the 76ers, <laughs> the team that we were just speaking of, like Rudy Gay or something, that the 76ers could way overpay for uh, and just laugh about the extra 3 to $4 million a year that they're paying them. Um, so, I don't know. It's interesting. So, the list is pretty simple. It's, um, let's see, Nerland's at the top for centers. Uh, Bogut makes the list. Uh, Greg Monroe makes the list. Mason Plumley. Who, Greg Monroe is very confusing, and for what it's worth, I have heard from people that they are really into Greg Monroe. Damn. I, I don't love that. I don't really like Greg Monroe anymore. I really liked him his like first two to three years. And I'm just then, not sure what you do with him. No idea. And then Mason Plumley is restricted. Kelly Olenek is restricted. Zaza's free. Tiago Splitter and Aaron Baines rounds out your real enticing uh, center market for the I mean, offseason. Greg Monroe, I, th- I think, is still an elite rebounder, but he doesn't really finish at the rim all that well, mm-hmm. and he doesn't really play much defense. No, dude, he's pretty miserable on defense. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you're also I'm, starting Dirk at the five right now, <laughs> right? I'm a really big proponent of different situation, different dude. But um, I don't know. And then uh, the reason we're talking about not drafting a center is because the uh, highest rated. Um, I guess big man would be number nine overall, Lori Markinen from Arizona. He's six foot ten, power four or seven foot uh, power four, but I don't think he's a center. Um, Giles but, is not a center, right? Giles in the center. There's Isaiah Hartens- Hartenstein, who is a uh, Lithuanian. He's seven foot, but he's listed as power forward as well. Ivan Rab <coughs> from <coughs> from California is fifteenth overall. Robert Williams is like the first center, first true center that gets listed. Um, the Texas A&M freshman, um, and he's only 6'9", so it's like you get way down in the draft, way down in the prospect rankings before a center, a true center even shows up. So free agency is the way you got to go. And I think unlike the point guard market where you're going to have to do a lot, a lot of digging and find some numbers that convince you that this guy is an absolute fit here and you're, by the way, going to have to uh, – you know, meander back and forth in between working in most likely a rookie um, backcourt player. And center, it's so clear-cut to me. 
that you have to go big after Nerlens, and you have to go big. You have to go hard enough to scare the 76ers away. I wonder if a team will play, even though he's not a, he does, is not a, a center, I wonder if a team will play Giles at center. Maybe. I mean, it depends, obviously, on what your, what your four, your natural four would be. But 240 is a little light for a five, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, all those other dudes are like, <laughs> Lori Markin is 225. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, there's no real centers. Real centers don't exist anymore anyways. Yeah, I guess but, it's true. Yeah. So, uh, so there you go. There's so our, um, give up your second round pick for Dwight Howard and find a way to match salaries with uh, Bogut right now. <laughs> there you go. What's Bogut? What's Bogut on the books for right now? Eleven. All right, so that's we're halfway there. Yeah. So it's uh, you tend to throw in Dwight Powell. That's where the Dwight Powell might. Ooh. Okay. That's, that's a, that gets you to twenty. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do this to me. I'm not necessarily saying for this year. Don't do this to me. But if they want, if they want to play this game, they're gonna move. They're gonna move him. They have to move him. That would be. It would be so dumb if they don't. Right. They should have just stuck with what they had and waited until the summer to figure this out. Although, if that's all you got for Corver midseason during a arms race, mm-hmm. I guess I'm not sure you would have gotten more after. And I think he might be free. He probably is. I think he's free after this year. But, uh, all right, there's our midseason um, thermometer of the – uh, All roads lead the D12. <laughs> oh, my God, stop it. Don't make me think anymore about Dwight Howard. I spent like two years of my life uh, wondering 14 what – 14 boards a game. Wondering what Dwight Howard would be here. But, um, all right, there's your midseason uh, thermometer test on uh, on the center market. So, hopefully that was enlightening. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with something of substance, hopefully, before the, uh, before the Miami Heat game at 6.30 on Thursday. Thank you for listening. And, uh, Jacob, thank you for your time. All right. takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17